I'm feeling amazingly well. You know, it's a it's a function of the care and the uh, dialysis, um, and it all adds up to feeling pretty normal. Tell me, uh, give me a little background on your medical condition. Well, I first knew I had diabetes back in 1984. Uh, I had a doc that just did some ordinary tests and he found that I was uh, had high sugar levels. I lived with it and managed it for a long, long time and um, took on this job at the Green Mountain Care Board um, under normal conditions, feeling everything was fine. And a couple months after I began that work, things began to go wrong and a whole series of symptoms began to occur. I then became under the care of uh, the uh, Dartmouth-Hitchcock people and the reason for that is that at one time Central Vermont was affiliated with Dartmouth-Hitchcock and so we just kept that relationship going. Um, but the next couple of years have been pretty, pretty rugged. I've had actually 10 uh, surgical procedures uh, in the last 10 years to make sure that I'm um, healthy enough to, um, uh, you know, be able to accept the transplant. Uh, that's not pleasant stuff. Uh, it interferes with life and work, but those are the kind of things you have to do. And, and we did them, and we think we're on the outside end of that now. So, what, what does that mean, though, when you have to get surgery done to, so that you can have a transplant? Well, an example would be, um, I once you go into the transplant mode that this is what you need to do, then you undergo a whole deep series of tests and they look for things that are wrong. So for example, I had a vascular review of the carotid arteries. Um, they told me that they were 90% to 100% closed. Uh, that's the, the Those are the arteries that serve the brain. <laughs> so uh, I had two surgeries uh, to do that. I had a fistula, and a fistula is that place where they, you put the needles in when you have the dialysis, put in my arm in. Didn't work. Uh, I had, at Dartmouth, they tried to fix it twice, and then finally I ended up over at Fletcher Allen where it got fixed, and it's in the process of maturing now, so that's why I can't quite use it. Um, I had a stent put in my leg. Um, I've had two stents put in my heart. Um, now it sounds terrible, but the fact of the matter is that all these things um, are the kind of things that you need to do in order to, well, for example, with the heart, you got to make sure the heart has enough blood pump to serve a new kidney or a, you know, a, a transplanted kidney. So it, it's a whole series of, of things like that, Mark. And um, I, uh, in Algo Bay's word, words, he says these docs are magicians, and by God, they are. They are just amazing, and uh, I've had really great care and uh, great docs to go along with it. Why can't you get a kidney transplant through the ordinary method? Well, I can. Um, it takes a long time. Uh, I've been on the Dartmouth list for a couple of years now. Yeah, I notice you said that. And um, I, 
maybe six months ago, decided to find a second place where I could get on a list. And uh, Dartmouth recommended the University of Maryland. I did my homework on it, and it looked good. So I'm in that process now. But it takes it takes time. And, um, uh, and there's a second factor, too, and that is that a live donor is a better donor than uh, receiving a kidney um, from someone who has died or has been killed. Hmm. Uh, so those are the those are the reasons. Um, but to be frank about it, this was always a I won't say totally private because somebody asked me what was going on, I tell them. Uh, it wasn't, but it wasn't public in the broad sense of the word. And uh, in this whole search, you know, I learned that there have been people who have received uh, kidneys um, by going on their email list and sending it out and seeing where it ended up. And out of that, I ended up um, calling Liz Bankowski, um, who I've known for many years. And she served as a, what they call a third party to help uh, uh, Tom Yon down in Brattleboro get a new kidney. Now this is a guy, and he's very public about it, this is a guy who lost a leg to diabetes um, and had the transplant less than a year ago and last month he was in Paris bicycling. Oh my God. Uh, that's, that's amazing stuff. So she was helpful to me in, to find a third party and the purpose of a third party is um, um, there are people who may want to donate who want to be anonymous. Um, there are people who want to go through the process of getting um, okayed to donate that don't want it known. Um, and what happens is when you send somebody to the hospital to go through a set of tests, very similar to the kind of tests that the recipient receives, um, nobody knows what the outcome of that's going to be. And a lot of those, a lot of those folks, although well-meaning, are not eligible, either for high blood pressure or, you know, a variety of things. My kids fell in that category. Mm -hmm. So um, it was important to have a third party. And um, last week, I went to my email list, had written a decent letter so people know what was going on. Asked people if they were interested to contact Cheryl Mitchell, is my third party. Uh, she's done an amazing job. And, um, and then uh, we went to my daughter's list. She has a large list having to do with her profession. She sent it to one of her friends who has a very large list uh, in a similar world. And uh, now we're waiting to see um, if that had any impact, or if we found somebody who may be interested. Huh. It's interesting. <laughs> it, it, it's, um, is it at all awkward for you? It was, the idea was awkward for me, very awkward, um, until there was a, uh, and I don't want to pump this up too much, but there was a, some good people in Vermont put together a, a Hogan Award of 15 grand to be given each year to a, a worthy mid-level or mid-career leader 
and that occurred maybe a month ago. And uh, at that meeting, uh, Sister Janice Ryan was the MC, and there were a couple hundred people there, 150 to maybe 200 people. At the end of the meeting, she blurts out to wrap the meeting up. She says, Con needs a kidney. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it was a shock. Uh, but at that point, it was public. So I think it changed my, you know, I, I hadn't even thought about it. At that point, it became public. I said, what the hell? Or excuse me, what the heck? Um, you know, maybe we can put something together here. Maybe there's something I can do to help myself. You know, which is a, uh, it, it's a good motivation. So out of that came this process of trying to find a donor. What, what did you say to Sister Janice after the... Uh, I event? tried to call her, and the number I have, it doesn't work. I've tried to call her two, three times, so I still have to catch up with her. So she dropped this little bomb? And right at the end of the meeting. Dropped it, and she, she is something else. She is amazing. Uh, are you anxious about this? I'm anxious about getting it over with. Um, it has impacted my work to a certain degree. Um, I'm not in the office as much as I was. Uh, I still, while I'm on dialysis, I do my reading and research on my computer. So I'm, I'm working as hard, but I'm a little just a touch disconnected from what's going on. That's an anxious feeling for me because I've, oh, I love my work. Um, but the other piece of it is I'm just anxious to get it over with. Uh, I need a kidney and uh, this is a, one way to go about it. You're um, 74? I'm 74. I'm 55. Talk to me about how you view mortality at your age and in the condition that you're in. Um, I don't think about it much. Um, you know, I know I'm not going to last forever. Nobody will. Um, but I, I uh, the fact that I'm working at 74... Uh, most people aren't working at 74. I think that's a good thing. Um, I have a kind of a background where I do truly contribute to the work side. Uh, so I don't think about the mortality very much. I do think about being in this kind of a situation forever, you know, uh, dialysis. And, uh, you know, dialysis is a wonderful thing gives you much flexibility and the ability to keep keep going but it can't last forever uh, everybody's different it lasts um, a shorter time for some people longer time for others I'm beginning to see some signs now that um, I better get on with it um, but pure mortality is not it's not part of the general equation what are the signs that you've got to get this transplant? Well, I'm on a catheter at this point. I'm not right. in a fistula. The fistula is a much um, cleaner way to do it. Uh, the odds of infection uh, in a catheter like I have are considerably higher. Um, and that's not a pleasant thing to go through to get a, bl a blood infection. That's one... Um, piece about it. And the second thing is that catheters 
wear out inside. Um, you know, we keep it open with various medicines and, um, and it's working fine. But I'm begin Jeanette and I are beginning to see some signs that it, it may not be functioning at its absolute maximum um, capacity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you have to slow the blood flow down a little bit. That makes the treatment a little longer. And there are two or three things like that that, um, you know, I don't think it's going to fail overnight. But I don't, I don't have a, a, a um, I, I can't use it forever. But are you in any pain or discomfort? No, I'm not. It's a remarkable process. And and this is a secondary consideration. It's not the primary consideration, but a secondary consideration. There are a lot of people that could benefit from this. Doing it at home. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're asking to do this interview, I, I think, has... A variety of uh, positive things could come out of that. You know, somebody may be out there and say, "Hey, you know, I'm in the I'm in the hospital. I do it three times a week. I could do it at home. Mm -hmm. uh, not many people do it at home. Mm -hmm. So, but did you? I mean, you talked before we started here about having the, the training and that you know, Jeanette obviously now RN Jeanette, uh, <laughs> but. I mean, could could anybody get one of these? Not anybody. Okay. You have to, you have to, you have to have a helper. Yeah. Who is willing, even though she was nervous about it in the beginning, um, you gotta have somebody who's willing to tr to try it and go through the training. And it's going through the training which is the key. Yeah. Um, and that's just not easy. It's every day for a month. Uh, or every weekday for a month, um, but once you get past that, uh, boy, it works. So everybody can't do it, but there are a lot of people that could. And I think I could guess. But tell me, what's the benefit to being here and not sitting at Central Vermont or Fletcher Allen? I can look out this window, <laughs> see what the weather is. I can uh, uh, do. A lot of uh, work here that I couldn't do at the hospital. Um, I'm comfortable in my own home. It makes the whole process uh, a little better. So you add them all up, um, and it, it just—it's for us. It was the right thing to do. So why do you? I mean, so why are you continuing to be as active as you are at your age when? I would say the majority of people your age are probably in Florida half the year. I've always loved my work. Um, I was, in a way, asked to apply for this healthcare board. Uh, I had written, along with Deb Richter and Terry Doran, two books on the subject. It's something that I care deeply about it. Um, I saw an opportunity and even though the full opportunity of single payer did not um, emerge, um, there is a lot of good work that can be done. And the particular, this particular healthcare board, I think, is m more than qualified to um, to do what it's doing. And uh, I enjoy the people over there. So why not work? <laughs>
Well, because it's stressful and because... It's not stressful. Work for me is not stressful. Okay. Work is... Um, I, you know, I'm not a philosopher on this, you know, about the value of work, but it's not stressful. And if you think you can be contributing something important to me, that's worth something. Mm -hmm. When's your, do you have a term? When's your term up? I, they gave me the longest term. They gave me a six year term. Um, um, I have, let's see, uh, coming October, I have one more year. Well, I mean, there, there, there is a limit, you know, and I, I think if I complete that, it's probably time to pack it in. I don't want to be doing this when I'm 80. Yeah. Yeah. So your um, spirit seemed to me to be uh, pretty positive. Oh, I am positive. I really am. And, uh, and I think this process I'm going through now of trying to help myself, it's, it's not bad for your spirit either. Is that because, I mean, the other way, you're completely at the whims? You are totally at the whim. <laughs> you are totally at the whims of the, uh, I won't call it whims, but you're totally at their their schedule, their work. Um, you know, and maybe there is, maybe this will work. You wrote in that email that you said that it looked like the chances of you getting a transplant the traditional way were becoming more and more remote, was the word you yeah, um, it's kind of hard to handicap, but they uh, changed the rules on transplants last December, and before um, anybody could contribute, um, but now there's a matching process where you have to match, uh, in general, the a the age of the recipient with the age of a of a donor is kidney that has truly complicated things quite a bit um it, it I, I i don't have any data on this so i mean for me to remark on it uh, uh you know it's a little tough but my sense is that this whole process has slowed down a little bit um depending and um, I'm, in, I'm in the Dartmouth region. Um, there is not a lot going on in the Dartmouth region because it's so small. Um, Fletcher Allen's considerably bigger, but Fletcher Allen has a 72 age limit that you, you, you can't, you know, you can't get a kidney if you're over 72. Um, and, but Fletcher Allen's a much bigger place includes Albany. Um, University of Maryland, you're really in the population center there. Um, you know, my odds there probably are, are better, but it's very unknown. And you don't have any control over it, um, at least by going out and trying to find a donor. That's something I can hopefully control a little bit. Can you sign up for any list that you want? Yeah, it's a strange system. Uh, you could sign up for f five or ten of them if you wanted to, but the logistics, I mean, I got to go to Maryland once in a while to yeah. 
to get current and um, uh, the logistics on that just you know it sounds simple but it's not um, but I, I think uh, you know being on two two lists is certainly a reasonable thing and um, yeah that's the way it works you mentioned too that you had been close I think on a, on a couple of occasions on the Dartmouth list or not no I don't think I said ever ever quite said that okay. uh, and there's another factor too whenever you have a surgery yeah yeah you mentioned that put you, you off wait. six months yeah you know and and every transplant system or hospital they have rules they're generally the same but there are little differences in those in those in those rules so mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of unknowns mm -hmm. there's a lot of unknowns so right now, as this is going through you, I mean, do you feel any, um, if you don't feel any discomfort, do you feel no. weak? Do you feel, does it do anything? No. It has no physical impact on you. Well, I mean, it, um, it makes me stronger having complete a session like today, uh, because what it does, it takes the poisons out of your blood system that the kidneys usually remove. So coming off one of these, you feel pretty good, and you feel a little stronger. Can you no notice the difference after three hours? I mean, when you oh, I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can. I really can. Huh. But your great fear is getting trapped to this thing, not dying. Yes, absolutely. That's a good way of putting it. It's a little bit like an anchor. <laughs> but you are. I mean, you're very fortunate. And you just went down to New Jersey, and you brought this thing with you to New Jersey. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, you know, honest to God. Yeah, I was stuck in the car, went and took a set of supplies, went down, and used it regularly, and uh, we had a few little glitches getting going. We had to call the clinic a couple of times to make sure things got sorted out. But on the whole, it worked very, very well. So have you noticed in the last, say, two to five years that you're, are you, has this affected your energy? Has it affected your... Having a kidney that's failed, or kidneys that have failed, definitely affect you. Um, it definitely affects your energy. It affects your strength. Um, and um, it's something that unless you deal with you won't last very long and that therefore the value of the dialysis how long have you been doing dialysis john when when do we begin september a year ago no longer than that no, september two years, two years ago. ago no yeah. that's not right because we've been doing the whole dialysis since december of last year so so we started dialysis september of Anyway. 14. Okay. So like two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah, I've been on. I, 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 yes, I've been on it for two years. And have you had to increase the amount of the frequency of how often you do no. this, or has it always been that? No, it's very same? constant. Nah. It's very constant. And I, I know, because unfortunately we had a close friend who had a kidney transplant. I know that there are these measurements they do in terms of what your functionality is. What, right. what are you down to? I'm down to between seven and ten. Oh my God! You're kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> wow. 
uh, I mean, that is basically not functional. That's right. I mean, anything below 10, right? Is that's like, correct. I mean, it's, that's, you might as well be pumping it by hand. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to make you laugh. No, that's fine. No, but that's, uh, you know, I've, I, I've lost function. That's all there's to it. Wow. So what did people tell you? I know you said that it differs, but what have people told you in terms of you and your age, condition? I mean, how much longer can you do this? I think I could do it if everything remained constant and the catheter continued to function and I was able to begin to use a fistula soon, which I'm supposed to go into training for that. Uh, I, I, I could do it. I, I have to use the word indefinite. Why? Why? Yeah. It works. Yeah, but you know that's not realistic. Uh, well, I mean, you're going to croak sometime. Right. Yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with the system on the line. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you think you could just keep using this? If it didn't wear out, then yeah. that's what happens. You know, the catheter wears out. The, uh, um, you know. So dialysis does not have a lifespan that you... I don't think it does. Now, I'm not a doc, yeah. and they may, they could tell you a little differently, but um, you can't say it's between one and three years. I know a guy who's been on it for 10 years. No kidding. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I know of a person who's been on it for 10 years. So, you know... I, I, I don't think about it that way. Okay. Yeah. So what's your biggest worry? This, getting hooked to this, what else? That's uh, not finding, not finding a donor. Okay. Yeah. Is there, you know, you mentioned this thing about how they like to have like matches. It, could anybody donate you a kidney? Well, there are very I mean, interesting... Besides, beside, like, if I had high blood pressure, I right. understand that. Yeah. But, but, I mean, be, beside that, yeah, male, but what, female there are There or? are some... No, that those kind of things don't matter. But there are some interesting things that are developing rapidly around the country now. So let's say that you're not a match for me age-wise, okay? okay? But you want to be a donor. You're... Uh, kidney then in effect uh, is donated to a pool um, then I can go into that pool and find a donor that is more of a match Wow that is uh, fascinating now I can tell you in the southwest um, in some hospitals that pool is big enough that they'll do as many as 20 to 30 surgeries at one time that is, that's, that's remarkable. So, I mean, there are things going on that are rapidly improving uh, the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Does it, I, I mean, the idea of somebody giving you a kidney has got to be a little bit um, breathtaking. Well, you know, I saw an article in the Times Argus when we got home last night that there was an effort, and I can't give you the detail, but an effort a couple years ago to begin to get people to sign something when they get their driver's license um, that they would want, if they died, they would want their organs donated. And the number I saw in the newspaper was incredible. It was over 200,000 Vermonters right. 
right. have signed off to do that. Now, that's not going to have an impact today or tomorrow. It'll have an impact as people die over the years and, and, and those donations come into the system. But that's, that's amazing. It really is. Yeah, but, but I even think it's more amazing that somebody who's alive would give up a right. kidney. Well, I mean, if I I'm think dead, I, don't, I, I don't need them. I think that's a um, process of the education that's that has gotten better and better about what happens when you have one kidney, which in most cases is nothing. That one kidney is absolutely sufficient, and that your lifespan does not change. That really your fundamentals don't change. Um, that's. Um, I think people understand that more and more, and um, that's why I think you'll be seeing more and more people trying to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I got two, but I, you know, kind of. It's you, nice you, to have a backup. Nice nice backup. backup. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, there are people who feel that way, and uh, that's great. And there are people that would do this who are strangers. That, I find that even yeah. more Yeah, and now that's another piece of this process that I've learned about. Uh, there is a complete separation from the donor and the recipient, even at the hospital level. So um, uh, the donor is actually offered a, a um, advocate. That advocate's job is to tell that donor all the reasons why they may not want to do this. Do they have a child who may need one? Or, do, you know, is there somebody in their family who may need one? I've had several people say that, you know. And that, that's a good educational process that has to occur before it can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if somebody gave you a kidney, how would you show your gratitude for that? Do you have, have, you, have you even contemplated that idea? Well, first... There is the real possibility that I wouldn't know who it is. Okay. That's fascinating to me. Um, Do you want to know? I would like to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, if you do know the person, I think there ought to be a reasonable period of time to really make sure the thing works. And then, at that point, I wouldn't want to go out and at least have a deep cup of coffee with them yeah. and to thank, thank them. Have you thought about what the chances are of this being a reality? Better than 50-50? I, I couldn't put odds on it. I just, I can't. I just don't, first of all, I don't have any experience with it. Um, and secondly, um, I don't know how many people are interested. They're all going to Cheryl, if there are any. And I'm, you know, I got to stay separate from that. So does she tell you if somebody expresses interest? No, no. Her well, job, her job is to process what comes in and get it to the hospitals for an evaluation. And it's uh, later in the game where I'm, when I'm told that you got one. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But it sounds as though this is going out to what could be potentially, I mean, I, the list that I was on was huge. I mean, it had to be hundreds. Uh, the, what list? I, I think you, I was on your list. Somehow. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I, 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 I'm guessing I had about maybe three or four hundred people on my list. Maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you want to tell me? Boy, I think you've covered it. <laughs> you've really, you've really uh, dug in here. And um, and I hope uh, somebody or some people out there um, see the value of this home dialysis because it is valuable and um, start to think about taking a little more charge of their own future on this stuff. So if you were to get if you were to get a kidney. And you get the transplant. I'm sure there's what months of recuperation, right? Um, yeah, I think it depends on the patient, okay. on their basics. And um, uh, Jan, what uh, you'll have to help me with this uh, the recuperation time. You got to spend about a week in the hospital. About a week in the hospital, yep. and then for the first, I think, month, you're back and forth to the clinic. Yes, right. Seven, many, many times. Yep. I don't know how often. It's I think it's once a week. week. And or so, and that decreases, and depending on how well you're doing, uh, I have a good friend in Burlington who just had one. She didn't. She's recovered beautifully. Wow. Yeah. I would imagine your energy level would probably go up. I think it might. <laughs>